you're at odds as a owner of a dating company with mm -hmm. the user. The user wants to find someone in most products to settle down with. Yeah. But then the dating company loses the customer. Yeah. So dating products are not actually incentivized to find help you find someone you settle down with. Welcome back to Crowdsourcing Love. I'm Marin, and today I have Cliff Lerner with me. Hi, Cliff. Hi, great to be here. Excited. Thanks for coming. So Cliff invented the first dating app, right? This is true. Dating apps, app started on Facebook back in, uh, mm. I'd say, 2009, and we started the very first one. Okay, so you were the first dating app, and there were websites before you. Right, there were websites before okay. that, and then apps started on Facebook, and then, of course, iOS and Android. Okay. And we started the first one, yeah. Cool. Can you give a broader introduction to yourself? I know you're an author, you do a bunch of other things, so who are you? Yeah, I used to work on Wall Street, realized I didn't enjoy taking instruction from other people. Mm -hmm. Wanted to become an entrepreneur, so quit and started what became a dating site. This was 15 years ago. Everyone was starting to use dating sites, and I thought it would be fun and interesting. Thought I could build a better product. Mm -hmm. Built what became what today is known as Tinder and Bumble. Way back in the day, hot or not, our product was called Are You Interested? Mm -hmm. was a public company, grew to 100 million users. Okay. And uh, you know, fast forward, I'm, I'm back in the game today, not building a dating site, but building a new social network to really help us get together in real life. It's called Saturday. Okay, cool. Congratulations. So with your first dating app, though, you took it from conception to going public. What was that like? Because you were the CEO and founder. That's really cool. Yeah. And I started with my brother, Daryl, a co-founder. And, you know, we're entrepreneurs at heart. And it's it's just amazing to just start with a concept, an idea. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a little lucky, a little smart, millions of people are using your product. Okay. And I realized my purpose, my passion in life is building technology that brings people together in mm -hmm. the real world. Yeah. So 100 million people used your app, right? Yep. That's really crazy. Yeah, it, it's a wild number. Uh, 120 million, actually. Wow. To this day, I think it's still more than all the current dating apps put together. That's insane. Yeah. So you wrote a book. Oh, wait, before I go into that, though, what was it like as a dating app founder dating? Oh, boy, you're just uh, getting right in there. Yeah, I want to know. Spill the tea. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about dating apps, especially early on, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you know, still we need more women being entrepreneurs, but... Well, 10, 15 years ago, it was almost all men. And it'd basically be nerdy guys building dating apps to help them get dates. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? Of course, of course. Okay. That's why a, a guy builds a dating app. And you know, all the employees, myself, you know, started using it, got to test your product. I learned very quickly as a single founder of a dating app, mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't an advantage. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why? Um, because women would assume you are dating everyone on the product. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which wasn't the case. I, I think I maybe went on two or three dates in okay. the history. and In the history of your life? or Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, in the history of using my product okay. for myself. Yeah. It just, you go into product mode, you're thinking, what was their experience like on their other dates? You mm -hmm. want to get product feedback. And they're yep. just thinking, how many other girls has he dated? Well, the answer yeah. is none, but it, it's very tough. Uh, as a founder of a dating app to use it yourself to date. Okay, so if you didn't use your dating app, how did you date? <laughs> That's a good question. Thank Not you. much. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, Traditionally, people met in the real world through mm -hmm. friends. They went out, and that's how I would find dates. Okay. Uh, but as a 
founder, it's hard. It's hard. Your life is your work. It's literally your baby. So yeah. I'm still single mm. uh, because the priority continues to be my work. So mm -hmm. really it's about work-life balance. Got to figure it out. Yeah. Sounds like you're on that journey. Um, you wrote the book, Explosive Growth, A Few Things I Learned While Growing to 100 Million Users and Losing $78 Million. How did you lose $78 million? Oh, thanks for bringing it up. Well, you put it in your title. Yes, I did. Okay. So it was a pretty wild, incredible story. Yeah. The dating app was growing very fast. Hundreds of thousands of users a week, millions in, in months, 10 million in a year. And we were a public company. Mm -hmm. No one knew who we were. No one knew what apps were back then. Mm. And we got discovered. Bloomberg wrote an article and it went viral. It actually was published on Christmas Eve when there was no news mm -hmm. to compete with. So it just started to get traction. And it basically said, we're the future of dating. The Match.com CEO wrote, there are a bunch of nobodies in a garage. They don't know what we're doing. And the stock ended up going up about 100x in a matter of two weeks, which is wow. just incredible. I literally walked into my office uh, the day after Christmas, had a note call Maria Bartiromo. She was the anchor of CNBC. I thought it was a joke. I turn it on. We're the head story. Um, so that was pretty wild. And the stock went through the roof. And when you do that, it's a good opportunity to raise money. So we mm. raised money. And part of, you know, there are all sorts of terms. They don't want you to sell. I was an arrogant early 30s thinking, oh, at that time, the company is worth $100, $150 million. Why would I sell now when it's mm. going to be worth a billion dollars? 1,000%. So I didn't. Ooh. And uh, that was a mistake. Live That's and it? learn. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. If uh, any founders out there, if you ever have any chance to take life-changing money off the table, the answer is always do it. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay, well, lesson learned, lesson noted. Learned. I'm writing that down. <laughs> um, okay, so do you think money can buy happiness? I think, oh, that's, that's a, a deep question. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly think money can solve a lot of problems. Like what? Like personal problems or like for the community? Yes and yes, okay. uh, right? Things that might cause stress that money can solve, just paying your bills. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of running a company, I tend to frame everything in terms of being an entrepreneur because mm -hmm. you know, I'm so focused on work. I think money creates more problems uh, because you just think about how you're going to spend it and then you're not creative. You're not scrappy. I mm. think constraints as an entrepreneur are the biggest superpower. You raise a lot of money or have a lot of money. You just think I'm going to spend it on X, Y, and Z. You're not creative anymore. And you know, I advise, I have my own company again. Uh, I purposely have not raised a ton of money because it just limits your creativity and I mm -hmm. think kind of just scrappiness. Yeah, that's a that's really interesting. Are dating apps a marketing business? Yes. Uh, dating apps, the way the business model works, mm -hmm. it's direct marketing. Okay. And it's all about figuring out how to get people to subscribe. Okay. And when you really think about everything that's wrong with dating apps. You ask anybody, nobody enjoys any dating app. No. Uh, you know, there are tools to They're measure They're not it. fun. They're not fun. Mm -mm. You know, one shocking stat is there's a well-known tool called the Net Promoter Score. It's just a simple survey uh, to measure customer satisfaction. Dating apps are always negative, which is really hard to do. Okay. And when you think about it, the business is fundamentally flawed. The You're at odds as a owner of a dating company with mm -hmm. the user. The user wants to find someone in most products to settle down with. Yeah. 
but then the dating company loses the customer. Yeah. So dating products are not actually incentivized to find help you find someone you settle down with, right? Those are yeah. matchmakers. Those are different. But dating sites are incentivized to keep you subscribing uh, so they don't lose you as a customer. So all the algorithms, an enormous amount of work goes into these algorithms mm -hmm. to just make sure you're intrigued enough by showing attractive people every now and then yep. to get you to subscribe, basically. Okay. So... Do you, but I heard one time the hinge, one of the high ups at hinge said something like word of mouth, like success stories are the best, like referral strategy. What do you say to that? There are two kinds of, I'd say, not only dating products, but mm -hmm. products and consumer. Companies that are great at direct marketing where they pay for ads and companies that grow through word of mouth. Yep. In order to grow through word of mouth, your product simply has to be extraordinary. Someone mm -hmm. has to use it and love it and tell their friends about it. Yep. Those products are unicorns. They're next to impossible to create. But when you do create them, they change the world. Hinge is one of them. Okay. Bumble's one of them. Tinder is one of them. Okay. And the beautiful thing about those products is they don't go away because they're able to get that word of mouth growth. Mm -hmm. And the difference, when you hear a product from a friend saying, you got to check this out, mm -hmm. you're willing to give it a few chances. Maybe yeah. it wasn't great, but your friend knows what they're doing. Mm. Whereas if you click on an ad because it had some catchy title or some attractive person, you're, you have no affinity to the product. If it doesn't deliver massive value, you're done. And those products will die. The products that grow through word of mouth are going to last a lot longer, but they're also really, really hard to build. Okay. Um, and in the dating space, there's probably Hinge, Tinder, Bumble. I'm not thinking of any others on the top of my head, off the top of my head in the last 15 years mm -hmm. that have grown through word of mouth. Oh, really? Can you? Well, there's influencer marketing, which is different. Yep. Because the influencer is paid to promote the product. So I guess no. And there's a difference when you hear an influencer saying it yeah. and you hear your friend, the message is more organic. Mm. And they're going to tell you in a dating site because they found some great people. They went to some great dates. Yeah. And that's something actually totally different. I have very different views about the dating business than most yeah. people. I've read tens of thousands of emails. I think what's fundamentally broken with dating products today mm -hmm. is they market and try to, well, one, they try to keep you subscribed. Mm -hmm. And two, they make you think and users kind of are hoping they'll find the one. Mm -hmm. The problem is, and we all know this, we go on a date and instantly the chemistry is wrong. Maybe they love Trump and you hate Trump. Yeah. How do you end up in front of each other? Or they look nothing like their pictures. Mm. I actually believe the next great dating product or how to fix it is as a user, you're not expecting to get married when you sign up for a dating site. Your mm -hmm. actual hope and expectation is you have a good experience or in other words, no shitty dates, no one lying, no one that's just a waste of time. Yeah. So I think if dating products really, really spoke to the customer and reimagined what the problem is in the pain point, no one has ever said, oh, you know what, I would have loved Hinge or Bumble, but I didn't get married. No, what they say is, I actually had a really crappy experience. Mm -hmm. This guy or girl totally misrepresented themselves. We had nothing in common. That's what frustrates users. Yeah. And that's actually an easy problem to solve technically, but no one's trying to. You mean technically by like using AI to identify 
different like goal like not goals but like values or like what are you saying it's like how could they easier there's no magical algorithm despite what all these people will say that will say you two are meant to be together and going to get married yeah maybe someday in the million years that will exist i feel like it's in like 10 years maybe 10 years yeah it's like you you can talk on the phone or emails and as many emails as possible but the second Mm -hmm. you're in front of someone yeah you just feel the energy and it's either on or it's off yeah but it's not technically hard to say you two have nothing in common your values are totally different yeah that's actually really easy for technology to determine the problem though is the model of dating when you really go down to the core, and there are there are outliers. Hinge yeah. is a beautiful product that really, I think, has the best algorithm out there. But at the end of the day, it's getting people to subscribe, to talk to people, for lack of better terms, who are out of their league. That's kind of how the dating business model works. So if anyone were to actually try to solve the problem of who am I meant to connect with, mm-hmm. it's not that interesting uh, for the user because they're really looking for the most attractive person because they want somebody who's out of their league like you said they want someone who's out of. so if you put someone in front of them that's actually perfect for them they're not going to want it they're not going to want it Mm -hmm. unless they trusted the data and the people behind it that said no 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 just just take a chance we we know what we're doing here Mm -hmm. i know they might not be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen yeah but give it a chance yeah but no one's built that product yet that's like matchmaking exactly i'm like no give them a chance yeah and then they do and then they're happy it it is turning the art of matchmaking in this case that's a great point i'm saying you can turn it into a science with these online dating products do you think you really can though because what do you think as somebody who's spent so much time in the dating space what do you think makes two people a good match well (laughs) i i don't think that algorithm exists yet it, it, it's an x factor it's chemistry mm, it's okay. shared values but what i do think can exist is what makes them a bad match okay and i think that's what users want to avoid i think that's yeah. actually the pain point right people say i couldn't stand this dating site because i went out with this guy i went out with this girl and their pictures were from 20 years ago okay. or values were totally different yep yeah that's valid um can you walk me through the history of dating apps oh boy yeah sure so when you think about online dating dating actually started dating businesses in the 60s and 70s and what what would happen is people would send a video of themselves they take a video this is that's wild wild vhs Mm -hmm. these these cassette tapes and they'd send to the company Mm -hmm. and they'd send you back a bunch of videos of people they thought would be a good match and the whole process would take weeks before you go on your first date okay so now if you think, then you've got websites, the internet comes along, match.com, JDate, the eHarmony, these are some of the early ones. And you'd have to upload a profile, answer a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And then you'd send an email. People three days later would reply back. Right back in the day, this is all new. People would have to gain trust and security. They'd call their friends. Do you know this person? And it would still take weeks to go on a date. Yeah. But fewer weeks. And then as dating apps evolved, apps like mine, we were the first one to go on Facebook. You'd click a button, import all your profile data. We introduced swiping. Mm -hmm. And now it would take only a few days. Things were just much faster. It would be easier. And then you had Tinder. Uh, They were really the first one to do hyper geolocation. You could go on it Mm -hmm. and literally be on a date in less than an hour. 
And when you think about it, you go on an online dating site, the core thing you're looking for is to go on a date. Now, yeah. of course, you want to go on a quality date. So each of those iterations over the last 50 years has been about making it faster to deliver the value you want, which is go on a date. Okay. The problem now is it's so easy to match and go on a date, it's exacerbated the quality problem. There's no scarcity. We used to have a quantity problem. Mm -hmm. Now there's too much quantity and there's a quality problem. Yep. And people value their time more than ever and they're sick of bad dates. So the it's still fundamentally broken. Mm -hmm. I believe the next great dating product, what it looks like is it focuses on the quality problem. And that's where AI is going to solve it. Yeah. When it says you should go out with this person, it means it because it has data that says you're going to get along. Now, the problem is, though, people are not creative on dating profiles. Yeah. Fill in your bio. I like to take a long walk on the beach. Sometimes I like to party like crazy. Sometimes I like to curl up in bed with a good buck. I've never seen I want to take a long walk on the beach. What do you say? No, I've never seen that. Oh, on a really? Dating app. No. Oh, well, okay. You're, you're, are you looking at guys? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Girls put that. Oh, do they really? Probably one out of three bios will say, I like long walks on the beach. Sometimes I like to party, but sometimes I like to cuddle up with a good book in my bed. Oh, interesting. Yes. But they're, they lack creativity. They're boring. People just yep. aren't good at expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. So what you need is to get really good information about a user, mm -hmm. knowing they're not creative and not going to do it yourself. So I believe if there's anyone out there building the next dating product and call me if you're building this, I'll yeah. invest. All this data exists on other social networks. It mm -hmm. exists on your Instagram, yep. TikTok, Twitter. You're constantly posting pictures or writing things about what you truly care about. So if some product can ingest all this data, think about your Instagram. That really tells exactly what your values are, what you care about. Yeah. So I think the dating side of the future is more about quality. People are sick of bad dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. So there are so many new dating apps like every other day, especially because I'm influencing in this space. I get contacted by everyone. It's really saturated. Yeah. What's going on? So what's going on is coming out of COVID, you have a loneliness epidemic. There are some yeah. staggering statistics that are terrible. 60% of Americans mm -hmm. feel lonely on a daily basis. How many? 60%. Oh, my God. Yes. But here's what's even worse. There's okay. now data that says those people, the uh, impact on their health is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes every single day of your life. Oh, my God. It's leading to depression. It's leading to suicide. Because people are locked up for three years. And this mm -hmm. is not meant to be a political statement. But when you think about how people, uh, who their friends are throughout life, most people have met people through college mm -hmm. and their first or second job. Yep. And you have an entire generation that spent college in their dorms or at home. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're still in remote work from home. Or hybrid. Or hybrid. Mm -hmm. Meaning there's no human interaction. Yeah. They didn't lose one. They lost both. So people are craving connection mm -hmm. like never before. And it's not only Gen Z, the younger generation, the yeah. older generations. If you think about what happened during COVID, the people you, I, I, I spent a lot of time analyzing this. The people you used to talk on the phone with, you became closer with. Yes. The people you never spoke on the phone with. You might see have seen them all the time when you went out, mm -hmm. you completely lost touch with. Yeah. Maybe every, you know, three months someone have a Zoom birthday. So you came out of COVID with a lot fewer close friends. True. And we still haven't gotten to a point because 
most of the time, it would happen during work. People would go out thirsty Thursdays, mm, and then they'd call yeah. their friends. That still doesn't exist yet. So older generations are suffering as well, not as much. Right. So what has been a result of that? Every entrepreneur and the grandmother is creating a new dating site. Yep. Because you have a lot of single people who are lonely. Mm -hmm. And then you have people like me who are creating products to help us get together in the real world. Because what also happened during COVID, the social networks we use every day that we've grown to love and hate, mm -hmm. their al algorithms became optimized to keep you glued in front of them. Yep. Right? There was no more content about people going out and partying because it was COVID. So they need to figure out ways how to keep you glued. Mm. So ironically, social networks, it's ironic because they're called social, mm. are utterly antisocial. Yeah, they are. Right? And I think there's a, the world needs right now a product that's truly social, that brings us together in the real world. Mm -hmm. What I've learned, and I'm curious your thoughts, especially Gen Z, they're looking up to make, to make up for so much lost time. Yeah. They want to find a, a job or f work friends. They want to find friends and they want to find dates that they don't actually want to use a product that says, I met you. We're supposed to go on a date. We met on LinkedIn. We're supposed to talk about work. Yeah. They just want to meet people they vibe with and wherever it goes, it goes. Yeah. And that's kind of a nice way of me saying, I don't think the future of dating products are dating products. Uh, okay. I think People want social products mm -hmm. that make it really easy to connect with like-minded people. And then they can decide where it goes from there. I agree. And especially ones that could put groups of like-minded people. people. Together. At this point, they're sick of the bad one-on-one -on -one dates. They'd rather just meet in a group. We all have something in common. Mm -hmm. Low pressure, low stakes. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and then if you vibe, you vibe. What about, like, you know, when you put a group together, there's always, like, the hottest girl and guy in the room, and then everyone's all going for that one person? Do you worry about that dynamic? It's it's a problem, unfortunately, I've never personally experienced. But, um, <laughs> uh, Okay, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm in the wrong rooms. But uh, that's where I think AI can be magical. When okay. you think about any type of event in the real world, mm -hmm. whether it's a social party, yeah. a social gathering, a party, or a networking event. Mm -hmm. What you're really trying to figure out is, one, should I go to this? And that's based on, are my people going to be there? Yep. Two, who should I talk to here? And three, what should I talk to them about? Mm -hmm. Up until this point, we're all pretty terrible at that. We, we don't know who to talk to, and most people are really bad at connecting. They're good at small talk, but they don't know how to connect. Or follow up. Or, and how to keep in touch, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. That's actually what I've thought deeply about in building uh, Saturday, my new product, mm -hmm. because AI can cut right to the chase. It literally tells you, these are the people you need to talk to. Yeah. Here's why you should talk to them, because it's able to figure out common interest or mm -hmm. things that you most likely have in common that you would never put on your LinkedIn profile. You can just figure that stuff out. And more importantly, as you said, it makes it easy to keep in touch because yeah. the AI will always just tell you, hey, remember that person you met a couple of weeks ago? They're actually nearby. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. So I do think you know, there's a lot of debate, especially right now with mm -hmm. going on open AI, AI, good or bad. You know, I'm an optimist. I think it's going to be great mm -hmm. because I think the most important thing about 
how long people live and how happy and healthy are they are is how many relationships they have. Yeah. But people are bad at connecting. But if technology can be used to tell you, here are the people you should talk to, yeah. and here's why, I think that will make the world a much better place. I agree. I also think that when you're going on a date, people overthink it. They self-sabotage. They, like, get in their heads. They feel nervous and awkward. And I love when you can just, like, start out even playing field, just start as friends, like, talk to them like a human, connect, and then go from there. And if there's a vibe, there's a vibe. Like, there are pheromones, and you'll feel it. And then just go with the flow. But I think also with dating apps, it's so formal. And people forget, like, you're both humans. Just connect on that basic level first. You're so right. Yeah. Uh, dates have become interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, she really wants to settle down. She said yeah. to me recently, and I thought it was, it was really interesting, and I get it. She's now made it a rule to always go on a second date. Oh, really? Yep. Why is that? Because first dates have just become interviews, and everyone's awkward, and everyone is either putting on a, a show. A little stiff. A little stiff. Mm-hmm. And if you want, and I thought that was really mature and actually brilliant because mm-hmm. if you want to settle down, she's right. Nothing about a first date is natural and organic. Yeah. And once you get comfortable, that spark really is about some similar interests that you're both passionate about, mm-hmm. which is why I'm very passionate about AI and tech because it can tell you, it can get right to the point. Here's something you two are really going to hit it off. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what you're trying to find during those those first dates, but it's not just date, during any human interaction. Yeah. You're really just trying to figure out maybe you both went to the same college. Maybe you both uh, love the same steakhouse or have the favorite athlete. And if you knew that from the moment you met, your ability to connect goes up infinitely. Would you ever consider doing something with like values? Because I've read that interests change over time because we're humans, we keep evolving Last month, I might like one thing. The next month, I might like something else. But like my values are pretty stagnant. Yep. But also, it's hard to measure values because are people going to be honest? I, I think values are, are very important and could yeah. be incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. And how I think about all these things, it's not so much do our values perfectly align. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm so optimistic. And it's a message to all entrepreneurs, AI techies out there, stop trying to build the perfect algorithm. Mm -hmm. It's when values are deal breakers and that's easy to discover. We might not, and it would be kind of weird if every one of our values perfectly aligned, but there are some values that are simply deal breakers that Mm -hmm. we are just not going to connect or get along and that's never going to change. And that's something that technology should be able to say at some point, hopefully, uh, so, yeah, I think values matter, but not so much in the context of trying to find the perfect match. More of, no, no, I have these deep views mm-hmm. about politics. It's really important to me. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm on the other end. It's not going to work. Yeah. So do you think that tech, though, truly is the solution to this problem? Like, or is tech creating the problem? Yes. <laughs> to both? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a saying, a garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, the algorithms require data, and it's only good as the data you put in there. Yeah. So let's go back to that values example you just gave. We don't know what the right values would be in terms of deciding if people should connect. And here's another big flaw with all the dating products. Mm-hmm. Right now, all the algorithms are designed to figure out what are you going to swipe right on, what are you going to like and send a message to, mm-hmm. and it's based on attractiveness. Yeah. But what no product 
has really ever done, some have kind of BSed it, mm-hmm. is followed through the entire loop. Meaning, did you go on a date? How did it go? Did you hit it off? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. And feed that back into the algorithm. Okay. When a dating product is willing to do that, then they truly can understand, wait, okay, values actually are by far the most important thing. And these are the values that matter a lot Mm -hmm. because they have the data to know they went on a date, they hit it off. Yeah. Here's all the data we have. No product's willing to do that. How many dating sites actually say to you after the fact, all right, you went out with Jim. How'd it go? Mm -hmm. Tell us. Yep. And then we feed the algorithm. And it goes again back to the business. They're not in the business of actually trying to get you to find a match. They're in the business of trying to get you to subscribe to a hot person because that's what keeps you on the site. Yeah. And didn't you say that for men, most of them don't see any women unless they pay and they don't get any likes unless they pay? Well, it's there, there's, uh, I'm not sure the exact numbers today, but about 10% of the men, and this is true of women, get 90% of the action mm, on different okay. sites. But the algorithms are designed, men predominantly pay on most of them, and they're mostly paying to date out of their league. That's okay. what the algorithms are designed to do. Yep. Right? They'll they'll put in, they know exactly uh, which users are going to write you back, and they'll make sure to show you some people that will keep you browsing be- because they're out of your league. And you know, here's actually an interesting analogy. I saw the founder of eHarmony give a talk several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very old. I don't know. I, I, I hope he's still alive. But oh, my God. Very, I think he was in his 90s at the time. <laughs> oh, that's pretty old. Yeah. Okay. And you know, he made an interesting point. When you think about jobs, mm-hmm. there's actually two things that matter when people describe whether they like their job. Mm-hmm. It's their relationship with their boss. Okay. And do they share the same values as the company? Well, here's the thing. Think about an interview. And an interview for a job, uh, I'm drawing the analogy just like an interview for a date. It's just a bunch of standard questions. Mm. None of them are actually designed to figure out, do you share the same values as this company? And do you share the same values? Are you going to hit off with your boss? Right? Mm. And then when you leave a job and you have an exit interview, Nothing is actually just like with the dating analogy I said is is supplying that feedback loop. Where did it go wrong? How did you fit in with the company? What were some personality issues with the boss? Okay. But just like solving, and that's why people also are always so miserable in their jobs. Okay. It's the same exact answer. It's really the same situation. It's matching personalities, but no one's willing to do the feedback loop after the fact and saying, this worked because, or this didn't work because, Yeah. feed that into the algorithms. It's getting that last piece of data. Okay. So you were on the board of Bumble. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So after I had uh, sold my first dating site, we were great at figuring out how to go viral, getting people mm-hmm. to uh, either invite their friends through some viral hacks or hacking the media. Okay. We did some really interesting things like that, interesting things like that. But the problem with those, you're only as good as your next viral hack. Okay. And I realized I started became envious of the Bumbles, the Tinders, the Hinges of the world mm-hmm. because they would just get bigger and people love them. And they had such an advantage in their business model mm-hmm that their marketing was creating a great product that users spread the word word of mouth. Okay. 
where all these other dating sites, including ours, our marketing was trying to come up with the a new, better ad. And those users just wouldn't stick around. They weren't engaged. Mm -hmm. right? And you think about Bumble. When it first started, it meant something. It was, in my opinion, as powerful as any brand in the world for women, female empowerment and misogyny. And they had, of course, the, the differentiation, women make the first move. Yeah. And I said, I want to build a world-changing product like that one day. Okay. I want to learn from the best. Mm -hmm. And Bumble actually was owned by a, a parent company the founder, his name was Andre, and they have a massive social networking site called Badu. It's huge everywhere but the U.S. Mm -hmm. And he's as brilliant as any consumer entrepreneur I've ever met. And Whitney Wolf, of course, the founder of Bumble, I mean, here's the thing about her. There's a saying, once you're good, uh, once you're lucky, twice you're good. Okay. Meaning if you're very successful at something once, it might be luck. Who knows? But if you can do it again, then you're good. She was a co-founder of Tinder. Not many people know that unless, unless you know the story. And then, mm -hmm. of course, Bumble. Yeah. She did this all before 30. These are two world-changing brands. Everyone knows these things. She's on the very short list of the greatest brand builders, entrepreneurs the world has ever seen. So I called Andre. I had a relationship with him. And I said, I can help your company go public. I think your company is way undervalued. I know how to craft a story. I've run a public company. But I want to learn from you too. Mm -hmm. I can bring the virality. They had not uh, really done the type of viral strategies I had done. Yep. And uh, I, I was on the board leading up to their sale of Blackstone. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you think men view Bumble as a hookup app because the woman has to speak first? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I just feel like it's like a little lower stakes for men because I'm like a little bit more traditional. I definitely like apps where the man speaks first because mm -hmm. to me that's like, oh, he's like showing effort. I think it was really interesting and a nice twist early on. Okay. But I think now the problem is you open any guy's bumble and it's just a bunch of haze. That was my line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I would, or I would say their name. Oh, you would or, give a hey Cliff. No, no, no. I just say Cliff. Cliff. Okay. But you wouldn't like do it. Like it sounds like a little sassy. You would either go hey or the name. You wouldn't go hey Cliff. That no, would no, 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 not both. Go. Or I would do the girl with the little hands in like three times. Three three of them. Yeah. Like hey. I, Those were my pickup lines. Would you say hey with the three hands? No, no, no. No. Just okay. three hands. So I think it's gotten to the point where uh, it's old. It, it it was fun and interesting mm -hmm. for several years. Yeah. It was a nice twist, but now you open any guy's bumble and it's just a bunch of now I'm gonna have to check closely. Maybe it's a bunch of cliffs and haze and haze, but it's nothing more than that. So essentially That's so funny. It's like their name just repeated. It's you match, so girl yeah. knows I don't want this to disappear. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna take the least amount of effort as humanly possible. Uh, and write something. So it's right back to the guy's turn again. So it's true. not much has changed. So nothing has changed. They, it did for a while, but I think the novel, the novelty of that and the effectiveness ha has worn off. And, and I used to say new. more. I used to say more. Like what? I used to say like Mary fought kill tacos, pizza, and like one other annoying thing. And it was so, like so embarrassing. Hmm. I got that recently. Okay, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like overplayed. Yeah. Everyone's done the Mary Fuck Kill game. 
It's like very 2018. Hmm. Yeah. The, the, the people aren't even willing to be that creative anymore. Yeah. And because now, everyone's course, burned out. Everyone's burned out. No one believes it's going to work. It's too much, too, too many bad experiences. Yes. I actually. Too much admin. I, uh, sorry? I said too much admin. Too much admin. Yeah. I had built another dating app. As I started to get burnt out, I said, you know what? I'm going to build what truly is the perfect dating app. Okay. Which meant actually solve the problems and do everything against what a good business model looks like. Okay. And it was an app called The Grade. What's it called? The Grade. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. It was around for a couple years. Were you years. grade people? Correct. Wow. So every profile would have an overall grade, but it would also grade you uh, on your messaging, mm -hmm. uh, your grammar, and then- Your grammar? Grammar and spelling. This was a, a thing Jesus. about seven, eight, nine years. Okay. Uh, nine. What years if ago. you're like an amazing person, but you're not good at spelling? It's gonna hurt you. Okay. It's gonna hurt you. All right. You know these are deal breakers. For Sounds very Cornell of you. Oh boy. <laughs> so, but the, the main point was, we weren't trying to say you're an A plus, A A minus. What we were really trying to say is the, the magical part of it actually was okay. after three messages back and forth, we would just say, is this a good person, thumbs up or a bad person? That's it. Oh, wait, I like that. That's okay. it. And that was the core of the algorithm. <laughs> Why did you include spelling in it? Uh, this was a thing. Um, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Okay, yeah. 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 I, I don't, maybe, maybe autocorrect and spelling checks weren't that, that available. Then. I don't know. Okay, anywho, anywho. Okay. Anywho. And... What we would do then is, and uh, I come from the world of Wall Street, Goldman Sachs used to be famous, I don't know if they still do this, where yeah. they would automatically fire 10% of people every year. That's mm. how they remain cutthroat. Yep. Uh, the bottom 10%. The bottom 10%. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did on the grade. The bottom 10% of people would be permanently banned. And what, what that meant was you had to behave on the product. But also, I fundamentally believe the problem with these dating apps is, and I mentioned this earlier, not that it's so hard to find the one. It's so easy to just go on these shitty, crappy dates. Mm -hmm. And it's actually 10% of the people causing all the problems. But no dating site, of course, is the one to get rid of them because they're also the ones paying. True. Right? Mm -hmm. So we did that. We would get rid of the bottom 10%. And the beautiful thing about a simple thumbs up, thumbs down you know, if someone's an ex and they have a little, you know, ve you know revenge, it's not going to harm the algorithm. Someone yeah, it's thumbs one down. thumbs down. It's just one thumbs down. Yeah. But if they're falling the t bottom 10%, it's clear mm -hmm. they don't belong in the dating pool. Yeah. And users loved it. Uh, unfortunately, I just got really burnt out from running a public company uh, for 10 years. You were over I, it. I was over it. Mm -hmm. But I wish someone would build that product again. Yeah. So did you just exit without selling it? You just, it went kaputs? No, we did sell it. it we sold it at the bottom to okay. a, a company in New York called Paltalk. They they build video-based communities and chats. Yeah. And, and it was an all-stock deal and uh, they're still around. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you talk about the user experience and like the bad date experience. So what is an ideal first date? Yeah, so I'm still single, uh, yeah. so I haven't figured it out. Yeah, I um, don't know. <laughs> I hear some laughs. I can give I can give you some tips. <laughs> please, I'll help you. Please do. Okay. Okay, you want to go? What? Oh, oh, I was gonna say. Okay, for me at this point, I 
most of my friends at this point are busy with life. Yeah. So I actually, I won't mind taking someone to dinner on a first date. Okay. Because I just view that as I'll go to a new place I would want to go anyway. Mm. And worst case, I, I went to the restaurant, right? Guys don't, you know, girls will have girls night. We'll try this new restaurant. Guys don't really do that. Otherwise, at this point, I kind of want to just do a quick coffee. Let's yeah. 15, 30 minutes. See if we vibe. 15 minutes? Well, although I, I don't see I recently I recently heard that guys know within like a minute if they're attracted to someone. I think that goes both ways. I think right? mm, I think women do a slow mm. burn. I, I think a slow burn. I think your attractiveness can greatly be influenced as you get to know someone. True. I think certainly for guys, uh, you know, and, and speaking personally, there are many people you've gotten to know over the years that you've become attracted to them where physically you weren't at first, but then you True. get to know them. Yeah. But I do think you certainly know instantly if there's a physical connection. Okay. And, uh, you know, when I say 15 minutes, I don't literally send a calendar invite for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but what I do like to do is have a backup plan mm -hmm. if it's going well. Maybe we'll get a drink. Maybe we'll get dinner. Mm -hmm. I I always like something where there's a little distraction because, again, I I don't think everyone's just it's so awkward the concept of a first date in general. Yeah. I like going to see live music, mm -hmm. maybe comedy, something where there yeah you get to talk first. There's a little bit of distraction. There's an experience. There's an experience yeah. exactly. I think that's a good call. Because there's also been been studies that have shown you got to get the blood flowing. You got to have something in an high energy environment to really mm -hmm. see how people react and whether they're going to connect. I agree. I think that a coffee date with so much peace and love to you, I just feel like I've tried it so much and it's just so stale to me. And I've had some good ones because I feel like I'm a good con conversationalist, but I don't know, like the lighting's harsh. It's just like not the most ideal spot. Good to know. That's why I'm still single. Coffee dates are out. I don't think they're out out, oh. but I just have not heard a lot of love stories starting with a coffee. Where should I go? Mm, I think I like dinner. I think that's good. Um, or like just drinks. Like find like a moody bar. I did have dinner back a little recently. Really? Yeah. What happens? <laughs> we sat down. There okay. was a band playing at the restaurant. Yeah. And I, I went like this, and uh, it's a true story. She said, is that how you dance? Mm -hmm. I said, I guess so. And she got up and said, this isn't for me. Wait, that's so mean. Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, so I had to look at my... Like, yeah, are you, so now are you just, like, practicing every day? I'm practicing my chair dancing. Thank God. Yeah. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I tell all my clients this, rejection is protection. Hmm. So you probably were protected from somebody who's kind of mean. And I've gotten better at chair dancing. Do you think that people are just going to like revolt and go offline fully? Like fuck the apps. We're done. Let's just join social clubs. Let's just do underground like mixers or, you know, things like that. No, I, I think there's going to always be a place for technology. Okay. But what I think is going to happen is there will be a new truly social product. Yeah. That when someone figures it out, it's going to help people connect mm -hmm. in real life. 
and we will quickly see the legacy social and dating product disappear very quickly. You know, going back into kind of the product mindset of building a social dating site, mm-hmm. you know, certainly social networks, people really gravitate towards them at an inflection point in their social life. That's a nice way of saying you need new friends. Yep. It's you graduate high school, you graduate college, you move to a new city. We've never had a moment in history like COVID where people went three years without making a single new friend. So I just think we're in this unique moment in time, which is why there are so many new dating sites coming up mm-hmm. every single day Yep. because the need is so great and everyone's willing to try them. That's the thing. And that's how you know there's a need. They might still hate them, but- But who, they're willing to try trying. them. Mm-hmm. They're just willing to try them. Like, 1,000%. This is no better. Yeah. But they're willing to try but them. But they'll try. Because people are just looking for something. And, you know, I've taken that to heart and how I built Saturday. You just open it. We use AI to say, here are people near you that you really should connect with. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Uh, And I'm hoping that game-changing product is going to be ours uh, because the the world really needs it. But I don't think – I think there will always be a place for using technology online to help you connect offline the current problem is because of the business of, of these products, they're just incentivized, Facebook, Instagram, all those, TikTok, to keep you glued mm-hmm. 24-7. Yeah. And at some point, uh, whether it's policy that will literally limit it, some countries limit how long you can look at these sites, mm-hmm. uh, or the loneliness ep- epidemic just becomes so out of hand, that's going to change one way or the other. Yeah. Some, there'll be like a tipping point. Um, so do you know of any like case, what do you call it, case, use cases of people finding love on Saturday? Like, is it popping off? It is. Uh, I, you know, the dirty secret about online dating, I don't know why I call it the dirty secret. Mm-hmm. The biggest dating site in the world is not Tinder. It's not Bumble. It's not Hinge. It's Instagram. It's Instagram. It's Instagram. Yeah. There's more dating going on Instagram than anything. That's where most of my 28 dates came from. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And and it's because it's not a dating site. Right. Right? So any interaction is not weird, not creepy. It's natural, organic. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, things or pickup lines you might use on a Tinder or Bumble would be appropriate. But if you said that same thing to a stranger on Instagram. They'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. So people... The context always matters, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the context of any party or, or the atmosphere, the environment. And people are just more natural and organic. And and that's something I've thought about. The The product I'm building, I want to make it so easy to connect with the right people in the real world. It's naturally being used for dating because it does a good job of connecting you with people. Mm-hmm. And because it's not dating, you can't be weird and creepy. And it's not that people are weird or creepy or not weird or creepy, mm-hmm. but the environment dictates your behavior. Yeah. And so I think the next great social product, dating product, mm-hmm. is actually a social product. It's, yeah, right? Imagine if Instagram leaned into dating a little bit, right? I don't know what that would look like from a feature perspective, but... It would be amazing. Well, Facebook has, and then people say it's wonky. They, they have, some but it's things. not a good product. Yeah, and I don't okay. want to upset anyone on Facebook, but I it's haven't just looked not. at it. Okay, it's not. It's not the best. Okay. Okay, we have to play a quick game. It's called Ick or Lick. If you like it, you lick it. If you hate it, you no. If you like it, you lick it. If you hate it, you ick it. 
You didn't tell me about this. It's a game. I don't know if you've ever seen my podcast before. I have not. Um, oh, Uh-oh. okay. Okay, so the first one is TikTok. I have an unhealthy TikTok obsession and addiction. Lick. So you like it? Okay. I love well, I love it as a consumer. Mm-hmm. I hate what it's doing to society. I fundamentally believe it should be banned. It's poisoning. Okay. Society. Right now I'm feeling kind of ick because I just feel like the state of the world is like really contentious. But I also like it because it makes people more creative because there's more freedom and less pressure. I want to revisit strong lick as a consumer who's just addicted. Yeah. Strong ick for the reasons you said. I think it's incredible. Here's the problem. Everyone, of course, is saying Fox, CNN, all their news is biased, lies, Mm -hmm. this or that. At least we know. Yeah. People don't understand. Most young people consume all their information mm-hmm. from products like a TikTok. Yeah. And you have no idea what they're seeing. Everyone has a highly optimized algorithm that's feeding them information that they believe and trust because someone has a lot of followers, not because they're a trusted source. Yeah. And minds are being poisoned. So uh I think that's a big problem. I do too. But it's so addictive and fun. It's so fun. <laughs> um dating apps, ick or lick. Very ick. Okay. Um, right now I'm saying ick, I'm going kind of like on a hiatus personally, where I'm just like networking, I'm meeting friends, I'm just like seeing where the wind blows me. I may I may revisit in a while, but for now I'm I'm ick. Um marriage. Lick. Okay. I'm also lick. Um dating coworkers. <sighs> lick. And here here's the thing. Ooh. You spend most of your time, mm-hmm. or until COVID, and, and it yeah. will quickly get there soon, around these people. These are the people you get to know. Yeah. I think what people need to learn, and it should be part of you know, the onboarding experience, mm-hmm. is how to be professional, professional about dating coworkers. Yeah. Of course, it's going to get messy. But that's life. Life is messy. Life is messy. Life is messy. I like but you're that. spending a lot of time around these people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes feelings may be hurt. But if people understood how to be professional about mm-hmm. it, you know, that's the holy grail, meeting someone you connect with and fall in love with. I, I think there are too many walls put up around these things just to protect against the downside. Yeah. For what? Life is short. Life is short. Date your coworker. Date your coworker. Um, being a founder, we're really bad influences, but it's oh, fine. Boy. Um, being a founder Oof. slash Ick. slash startup culture. Ick. Ick. You know, the depression rate and suicide rate among founders is almost as high as anything there is. People, every uh, entrepreneurs are the new athletes. Mm-hmm. Everyone now celebrates the great entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how hard it is. The thing about your nine to five job is when you stop working, you go home and don't worry about it. Yeah. You take vacations. When it's your business. It's your life. Everyone goes home and forgets about it. And every problem becomes yours. Mm -hmm. There's no time for vacations. And the thing about building a startup is pretty much every day, something's going to happen that's worse than you could possibly fathom. Yeah. I think it's interesting for most people to try it. They'll learn very quickly how hard it is and how it's not for them. It's harder than it looks. It is. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it is a million times harder than it looks mm-hmm. because nothing ever goes right. 
people don't do what you want them to, the money gets spent, problems arise. And the most important skill you need to have as a, as a entrepreneur, as a founder, is your ability to get the crap knocked out of you unexpectedly and just get up, not once, not twice, not three times, but 10,000 times. Okay. I like that. I needed to hear that. Although things are going pretty well right now, but I should knock on wood. Okay. There's no wood, but yeah, we gotta it's find fine. Wood. Right, the floor. We knock on it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. I got you. That was a close one. That was close. Um, so I have a few questions really quick. Listener questions. This person said, why are there so many men out there that make sex seem so transactional? And then in parentheses, players slash F boys. It comes down to the apps. It's so easy now to just keep swiping, find a match and find someone who just wants sex. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to discussions. Have dating apps made it worse? The, the dating environment, the marriage rates are going down. Yeah. I, I don't know. They've certainly made it much easier to get laid. Yeah. And, which certainly informs a lot of behavior. Um, yeah. I don't have a great answer, except the technology has solved for that. Because I forget that that famous saying, but people always pay for something, something, and sex. Yeah. What, are, what are the other two they'll pay for? Um, drugs. No. <laughs> I don't know if it's drugs. <laughs> I was thinking like rock and roll, <laughs> like drugs. Sex, drugs rock yeah, and roll. that's okay, what yeah. I was going for. Yep. What are the other two? <laughs> I don't, I don't buy I don't drugs. Know. Just to clarify, it's not me. God. Um, okay. This person, I think they may know you because they said, apart from nice, smart, well-rounded lady, are Cliff Bars your favorite snack? Uh, oh, no. That's that's a hard no uh, because they don't know how to spell. Maybe this goes back to spelling. Cliff Bars only have one F. Yeah. Or that's branding. I have two Fs. Like so. Mar has two A's for Okay. Branding purposes. So it's probably like a branding decision. I mean, if someone has a connection with them, I would strongly tell them add another F and your sales will go through the roof. And then add your face too. Obviously. Obviously. Um, what's your biggest piece of dating advice? I'm not sure I'm qualified. One thing I always tell people, because people ask me that, mm. is... I ask everyone that comes to my podcast. Okay. So you know, Dating app founders historically... And this might sound sexist, but especially men build dating apps because they suck at dating. Mm, true. And running a dating business does not make you better at dating. Okay. It makes you, you know, good at marketing and product, but it, it's just a business at the end of the day. You're not going on the dates. You're not improving your dating. Yeah. Uh, I, I like what this girl told me, which is unless it's just awful and the values don't align at all. Go on a second date. Okay. The first one is just so awkward. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's an interview, which is also why I think keep it shorter than longer. But the second date, the pressure's off. Yeah. You got the facts. You got the basics. I like that advice. Just give everyone a, a second chance. I agree. I like a slow burn. Um, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Cliff Lerner. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to spell your name? I do. C-L-I-F-F-L-E-R-N-E-R. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Anywhere else? Instagram, TikTok? Instagram, TikTok. I'm, I'm going to try to build up my TikTok. Uh, I think it's at Cliff Lerner, but certainly can use my name, Instagram, too. And then you have a book. I have a book called Explosive Growth. It 
it is the A to Z story of what it was like building the first dating app. Mm -hmm. It's you don't need to be an entrepreneur to love it because I talk about the algorithms and do we have time for one quick interesting story? Really quick. Really quick. Yeah. Okay. So one day I'm working with one of my programmers. We're testing the swipe and everyone's beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're all, you might appreciate Swedish, uh, a Norwegian women, beautiful. And we did not have beautiful women. And I'm like, how are you doing that? He goes, don't be mad. I built an algorithm that only shows me beautiful women. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I said, can we put that live and charge $5 a week? He goes, really? I'm like, yes, call it the hottie feature. We need a few million dollars. Uh, you know, so the point is your, your employees frequently are building features and know your product best. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I completely lost my train of thought. You're talking about your book. So read the book oh, and the you'll book. basically fun. build an amazing company and maybe go public. Uh, yeah, it's just got great stories about the ride, the roller coaster. It's kind of similar, if you remember the social network, the movie. It's yeah. fun stories, how the algorithms work, and just the crazy, crazy things. That and then maybe you could give me your book and sign it. I will. Okay. I look forward to that. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's Thank it. you. That's a wrap. At First Rounds on Me, we believe that one real date is better than 100 pen pals. With our mobile dating app, we make it fun and easy for you to meet someone in person for a real date. See someone you're interested in? We help plan your date. Pick a drink, a time, a venue, and send that person a date invite. It's that simple. You only get one confirmed date per day. Give your full attention to one person at a time so you can actually get to know each other in person. Our key differentiators allow you to focus on what's most important, dating with intention and connecting with someone in person. Once your date is confirmed, you only get 12 hours to chat before your date starts. If you're tired of the endless small talk with pen pals on other dating apps, First Rounds on Me is for you.